Today's scripture reading is from the book of Habakkuk, second chapter, the 18th to the 20th verse. The reading also is in your bulletin. If you're able to stand, please stand. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes a trust in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can he give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all earth be silent before him. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our Old Testament uh, study dive, as I like to put it, the dive in the deep end of the pool, uh, the book of Habakkuk. Uh, you'll recall in the second chapter, the first verse, Habakkuk said he was going to wait on God's response to his complaint uh, about the injustice that he was witnessing. And so God responds by giving a directive in verses 2 and 3. And he directed Habakkuk to write it down, to make it plain, record it, wait for the fulfillment for his revelation. And it may seem like God is being slow, he's delayed, he's things that, uh, you know, even uh, as we can relate, things that we may have been praying for for a long time. And it just, just doesn't seem like the, the, the answer's not coming. Something's not right. So in verses 4 and 5, we read God's admonishment. He, he sets up before he really dives into what he's going to say. And he reads, uh, and we read God's admonishment to the enemy. Whereas we can look at folks and see, you know, as, we, as I, I jokingly said, but it's true, you know, they always say, you know, cheaters never prosper, but it's a funny thing. All the cheaters we seem to know seem to be doing quite right. You know, they, the cheaters are prospering, you know, so whoever came up with that adage uh, was mistaken. Uh, the cheaters are winning, okay? See, see, but, but, but it's, it's, it's because of the finite timeline that we're looking at in, in God's panorama of time where there are no yesterdays, todays, or tomorrows. It's just laid out. Time is just laid out. Uh, God's ultimate justice, his adjudication, if you will, uh, has already been established. It's done. It, it's done. Cheaters don't prosper, whereas we think that they are. They are not and will not. So he was telling uh, the enemy that he was using to, to carry out his plan. He says, don't get the big head. Uh, you guys aren't any great shakes either. I'm just using you to accomplish my will. So it could be that a lot of times when we see other people prospering, that it's, it, it, it ought to remind us, really, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, taking the husk off the, off the pistachio so you can eat the peanut or the nut. So, okay, yeah, I say I trust God, and I really love God above the stuff, but then we get caught up in looking at other people with the stuff, and we become jealous of the stuff. And that ought to, uh, ought to peel off of us and say, well, maybe, you know, I'm talking a good game, but maybe, truth be told, I, I want what they got. I really do. I, you know, they, they've got the nice car, the nice house, the, the kids that didn't run away or, 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 you know, went off the deep end or, you know, they seem to have it going on, and they don't bow the knee. They don't worship God. They, they well, what's, what's up? <laughs> really, what's up? Um, 
maybe I need to reevaluate. Well, see, and God could be putting those situations and, op- and, and things in your past so you can see, so you can see really who you are. See, just, just really it's a reflection of who we are. So all of this leads to a series of five warnings that include uh, a woe, if you will. Uh, he's talking about thieves and robbers, uh, exploiters, evil and violence, and debauchery. So the first, the second, the third, the fourth, uh, all of these woes. Woe is this situation, this person. Woe is this, 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 this thinking. What, don't, don't, don't get caught up in that. Somewhere along the line, I think I found myself in more than one place. So I won't, I won't have to say, well, did you see yourself? It's like, I've seen myself, if not Mark in 2013, Mark maybe in 2012. I, I, you know, I, I can pick myself out of this. And so God, through the prophet, is telling whoever the offender is, whoa, pay attention. Who do you think you are, as the message translation uh, leads into each one of these uh, uh, pericopes, these, these uh, literary segments? So today we want to look at the fifth and final woe, and it'll wrap up chapter two. See, we're more than two-thirds done already with uh, Habakkuk. We want to look at the fifth and final woe, starting at the 18th verse. And the question is asked, of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman? Or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. You see, the, some scholars will say, well, this was written you know, directly to the Babylonians. That may be. Uh, you know, the Babylonians would def- certainly apply here. But uh, again, uh, I think uh, <laughs> there are many that in 2013 would apply here too. See, the Babylonians were prolific in their creation and, uh, and, and worship of idols. They would create idols just, well, you know, let's create a sun idol. Let's create a moon idol. We have to attribute some, de- some, some, we have to attribute some deity for how things ended up the way they did. They, they couldn't have just happened this way. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to say that, okay, this idol that I've created out of stone, out of wood, out of molten metal, uh, this is responsible for the river, for the rain, because we're dependent on crops. And we would say, that is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Let's not be too quick. We'll get there. We can become convinced that the best thing to do is to trust in idols when it seems like, well, see, let's, let's just put it this way. If I'm looking at my neighbor and they are, they are bowing down to whatever idol, let's call it a job, uh, and they are, they are just bowing down to that and doing everything associated uh, that, that that idol demands of them and they're prospering, our immediate response is, well, I guess I need to do the same thing. See, they're bowing and they're prospering. What does that mean for me? I need to bow. So I can prosper. See, what do you say? See, 
for the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. See, trust is, an ans- it is not ancillary to our faith. It, it really defines our faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Trust. We put in our money. In God we trust. Do we really? I, I mean, really, really. It's just Mark. You can, you can share with me. I won't tell anybody. I just, do we really trust God? If we don't trust, some people will say, well, you know, I trust in me. You know, I got what I got because I worked hard and I got it. That, that, that's, I, I trust in me. Okay, well, you've created, even, even if you, don't, you say you don't trust in anybody or anything, you at least trust in yourself. You've at least acknowledged to yourself that, okay, in order for me to get ahead, I have to put all of my faith, my trust in my education, my 401, my job, working late hours. Uh, well, what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to trust that my kids are going to grow up and they're going to take care of me in my old age. Good luck. Good luck. And we invest. And don't tell me we don't invest in our kids. Those are little idols. Those are little idols. I mean, I'm serious of a heart attack. The, the, the way we rear our children today, it's, it's idolatry. It's we, 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 it's, it's we bow down. They tell you when to get up. They tell you when you can go to sleep. They tell you what you can buy. They tell you what will make them happy so you can get happiness. Those are living idols. Really, it's a matter of who, not if we trust, but who do we trust? Or what do we trust? Okay, let, let, me, let, let me move on. See, see, there's a lot of things that we can ascribe trust to. Wealth, people, strength, military might, beauty. Yeah, I've, I've heard that on more than one occasion. My, not me speaking personally, and I know you would agree, uh, my beauty will get me where I need to go. It will get me where I need to go. My ability, my skills, my, 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 my knowledge, uh, it's amazing how quickly we will put our trust in things and other people before we would ever think of trusting God. And it's usually only after we've exhausted every option. Every, you know what, I, it's just like I, I've played the lottery card, I've played the can I get it from my neighbor card, I've played the, you know, my parents card, I've played the job card, now I got no more cards. Okay, God, all right, you win by default. You win by default. I, I don't have, I, uh, ooh, I got nothing else to trust in. You're the last resort. And if we're not careful, even when we say we're trusting in God, what we end up doing, not you, me, what, what I have ended up doing in times past is trusting that God will give me the object to bail my fat out of the fire. So really, it's, 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 not, it's not really trust in him, because if I just trusted in him, God, you know my situation. Uh, you, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. 
But what I would often amend would say, okay, Lord, this is what I need. This is what I need. I need X amount of dollars. I need this promotion. I need whatever it is I need. Give me a real life example. Those you know of, uh, yeah, I don't recommend at uh, age 55 that you uh, pull weeds in a, in a, on a hot day. I don't, I don't recommend that. Silly me, I did that a month ago, and I'm still reaping the, the benefits of that. Um, but one thing that God has shown me in this process is that I am, and I'm not healed physically, but I am thanking God for my healing because I know that if he does or doesn't do it, he's capable of doing it. So what am I doing? Lord, I thank you for healing me. Well, you're not healed. I, I, my back knows that. I know that. I know that. But I'm thanking him already for what he is capable of doing, even if it doesn't get accomplished in the way I'm doing it. So I'm trying to, in my own way, trying to live this out that, God, you know, you know I want a healing. You know I don't want my back hurting. You know that. You, you know that. What are, I don't need to explain that to you. So what am I doing? I'm trying to lay face down on the ground and say, God, take care of the situation. However it ends up, I'm putting my faith in you. Now, I'm going to trust the doctor uh, because I put my faith in God, okay, that she won't prescribe to me some poisonous pill that said, okay, take this, and I end up dead. But my faith is in God. My trust is in him. This is as the prophet Isaiah said, uh, you know, probably a contemporary of, of uh, Habakkuk. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. See, our trust isn't predicated on a particular outcome. Trust is based on the, the one you've placed the trust in. See? If you, if you get in a... How, I, I know none of us, if we were given an assignment from a supervisor, you would say, okay, I trust that you're going to do whatever it is, whatever task that they've given you to do, that you will do it. Well, have you, have, have you done it yet? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to get to it. Don't do, well, I just want to see if you've done it yet. Well, how do you think in, in a reverse sort of way where God is like, well, okay, God, I put my trust in you. Um, it's, it's, you know, I prayed this about 30 minutes ago. What do you, what's, what's the matter? Are, are, are you delayed? Are, did you not hear me? I need this right now. I need it right now. Well, Habakkuk is living this out now. See, see, we want to think that, again, in, in verse 1 of the second chapter, that it was immediate response. But as we shared then, we don't know how long a time that was. When, he, when Habakkuk said, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to wait for God to respond. God did respond. Not in the way that he wanted a response, but God did respond. Well, what was the distance, what was the time distance in terms of his response? I don't know. It could have been a minute. It could have been a week. It could have been a year. It could have been a decade. I don't know. But his trust was in God. And he was certain that God was going to answer him. See, that's why Job declared, he's, you know, it's like, in spite of my circumstances, 
in spite of my circumstances. If he were to slay me, as a King James would say, I will still trust him. Wow, that's, 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 that's some heavy-duty trust. You would trust in someone that you would be willing to lay down your life for. Absolutely, because I know that if he were to take my life, it was the best thing to happen to me because he loves me so. See, see, that really gets to the point of where we, you know, I mean, real Christianity, real relationship with God. Do you trust him when the answer is completely opposite of what you think the answer should be? Well, I guess God just didn't, you know, and then, and then we'll fix it up and we'll hook it up and we'll, you know, we'll, well, I guess God really didn't, you know, he didn't want to, you know, this, that, and the other. It's like, no, no, I answered you. And I answered you in a 180-degree opposite fashion than you wanted. Well, I don't want to hear that. that that's, that's, that's not pleasant. That's, that's, oh, oh, I've been praying for a spouse, and you're telling me, no, I'm supposed to be a chosen vessel, single, the rest of my life? I don't like that. that uh, that's not a good answer. I don't, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's pray this again. Uh, let's, 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 let's repeat the prayer. Well, I, 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 I am praying that, that God would uh, give me a certain amount of finances so I can do X, Y, and Z. No, but the word comes back, I'm not only am I not going to give you those finances, but what I'm going to do is take away all the finances you have so you can be dependent on me. You still going to trust them? No, 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 no. So you see, God, God ain't pleased with broke. No, 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 no. No, no, no. See, see and, and we'll fix it up. We'll hook it up some way and, and, and justify why whatever our behavior is, is consistent with God. And it's not trust. You know, it, it, it's, it's, there are a lot, again, as I, as I, as I say, uh, there are a lot of benevolent people that don't necessarily bow the knee that if, they, if, if it were about finances, if blessings and, and being in God's will were equal to our, our, our financial status, then every billionaire ought to have a, a set of gold wings just waiting for them in heaven. So, so the idea that somehow our obedience, our, 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 our bowing down before God, uh, well, it's, it's, it's like a slot machine, you know? You put in a prayer, you pull the handle, and you get jackpot. No. No. See, see to, to, to move to that, 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 that position of trust, like a child who would, uh, they have no thought, just no thought that they, they would stand on a high point, and then the parent would say, jump, and they trust their parents so much, I know they're not going to let me fall. You catch them every time, every time. Well, we need that kind of faith. We need that level of trust. That God, that if, if, if we're on a high point and we leap off that high point, that God will catch us. So I don't know what high point you're on. So let's look at verse 19. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life. Or to a lifeless stone, wake up. See, now, 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 now he's getting funny. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. 
And the word translated for breath, the Hebrew word, it's the same word that God used when he breathed into Adam to create life. See, it's not just oxygen. It's not like it's, it's some, some, just a living being, but it's a God-breathed being. So you're going to talk to this wood. And again, so, so we're very clear. Wood, stone, gold, and silver. Substitute anything that's in your life right now, and it's the same thing. Be it children, jobs, relationships, anything, houses, land. You're going to say to that, come to life. Wake up. Give me guidance. Lead me. Guide me. No, no. It's, 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 God, through the prophet, is mocking the things that they put faith in. And nothing has changed in over two millennia now. See? So, what am I saying? Well, here's, here's a good point. If something is repeated enough, then it ought to be important. And God if you just read just a little bit of the Old Testament, you'll see where God has a consistently mocks those that put trust in things and in objects. How dare you do that? I'm the Lord and God. I got you out of Egypt. You were enslaved. I got you out. And you know what? I'm jealous. I'm not going to have any other God before me. So if you, if you say you're mine, I'm going to kick out every prop that you're leaning on so you will ultimately trust me. See, see now this is this word gets really hard because we may think we're here in God, but we're really probably here, and God is trying to move us here. So that distance, that, that, that in-between distance, that's, 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 the op that's God's opportunity to kick out all of those things in our lives that we say we're not depending on, but we really are depending on them. See, as much, and, and don't ask her too much, because she will absolutely say, particularly this past week, she'll say, I don't trust that. No, no, she wouldn't say that. <laughs> but Sister Meeks, trust me. But if she were to put equal faith in me as she does God, she would be in a heap of trouble. She'd be in big time trouble because I'm not God. I'm not God. And I will fail. I will mess up. Just give me enough opportunity and time. And it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. So, 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 the things that we are putting trust in, they will fail sooner rather than later. And so God is saying, you know, I really want you here. I want you here, but you're here. So in order for you to get to where I want you to be, I'm going to have to knock the props out from underneath you so you will depend on me. So I've been looking for a job for a long time. Man, Lord, I did my application. I'm did. Are you trusting me? Yeah, I am. Are you really trusting me? Yeah, I am. Are you really trusting me? Well, maybe not. <laughs> and then when you're just like, you know, I'm I'm at my I'm at my limit now. I'm 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 done. God knows I'm done. Uh, you know, like the like the widow to Elijah. You know, I got a little bit of oil, a little bit of flour. We're gonna eat this last little bit. And we're gonna be dead, and that that's it. That's our last meal. Me and my son. And the prophet says, serve me first. Trust me. Trust me. 
trust me, trust, trust me, trust me. Eh, don't, 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 don't see, see, we, we can put our trust in a lot of things, you know, you again, turn on the TV, you can get, uh, you know, for, for nine ninety five. you can find something that's supposed to bless your house, you know. And I always contend that if I kept my nine ninety five, I'd be further ahead and I'd be more blessed than sending it off to you. So, uh, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, trust me. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm closing. So what, we, so what are we to make of the, the fifth and final woe? There's a lot in each of these woes. Now this is the final one. So what's the takeaway? Well, the takeaway is we're challenged not to trust anything or anyone outside of God. I am the Lord your God. Besides me, there will be no other. So what are you saying? The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. What a contrast. What what a contrast. The idol sits where it's put without any ability to hear or to respond. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Not the one built with hands. We're talking heavenly temple. The Lord is in his holy temple ready to respond to the needs. And this is a a wonderful conclusion to all of those five woes that Habakkuk uh, uh, has penned for us. See, now it points back. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Remember Habakkuk saying, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait until I get the response that I think I deserve from God. The prophet hushes himself and he says, I'm willing to let God act in God's time and I'm willing to wait for God to open his mouth when God chooses and we should take note. So what are we going to take a look? You know, when we were kids, we were told any time you come to an intersection, any time you come to an intersection, you should uh, stop, look, and listen. Stop, look, listen before you venture out into the intersection. Why? Because it's dangerous out there. Trust me, it's dangerous out there. It will keep you from being hurt. What I have found, what I have found, is that too often in my prayer time, I am speaking too much in order for me to hear what God has to say to me. I don't know what your prayer time is like, but this is just smart. That when I, when I decide to bow, or to set aside time and pray, it can often lead straight into a monologue. God, I need you to do this. I need you to go there. I need you to fix that. I need you to go, go settle that score. I need, you know, uh, pestilence and hail for them and death for that one. And, uh, you know, God, do, do these things. Do these things for me. Give me. Do that. You know, as I keep joking, you know, it's just the, give me my burger and fries. Hold the pickle, you know. We give our orders. I know, I, you know God says, you know, he just, you're just supposed to answer. Whatever. We need to be silent. We need to listen to that still, small voice that God wants to, 
whisper to us, but because we're busy talking, or because the noise of the world is so large in our ears, we can't really hear. We think we're hearing, but what we're hearing is the, 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 the overnoise from what a good-meaning neighbor might say. Well, girl, I wouldn't do that. Man, if I were you, I would do this. But what is God saying? Well, what is God whispering in your heart, in your soul? Stop. Look. Listen to what God has to say. Let's bow.